Hey guys, I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it. Novak Djokovic might be the greatest tennis player of all time. I, I, in fact, I'll go out on a limb and I'll just say he is. I think there's a big debate within the tennis community that if you're not part of the tennis community, I'll share just a little bit here. There's this conversation between who's the best. Is it Roger Federer? Is it Rafael Nadal? Is it Novak Djokovic? And, uh, these days, I think it's pretty unequivocal that Novak Djokovic is the greatest just based off of the number of championships that he's won. He has broken all the records and, and held the most weeks at number one and all these things, all these um, objective measures by which we can measure the GOAT conversation. But there's one aspect of Novak's game, which I think sets him so far above and beyond the other two, Roger and Rafa. And I'm a big Rafa fan. He's my number one in my heart. Um there is one trait of Novak's that is very, very hard to identify. It's very ephemeral, um, but it's clear that he is perhaps the best in any sport at this aspect, which is his mental fortitude, his mental discipline, his ability to stay focused and stay in the zone in the midst of a match. And I was watching an interview the other day with him. The, the, the person who was asking the questions, he was saying, you know, one of your special talents or your gifts seems to be, and then Djokovic cuts him off and he goes, wait, I'd just like to correct you real quickly. It's not a gift. It's not a gift. Um, I've worked really hard at this. And this bore this conversation then around how do we work on mental discipline and fortitude and like, willpower like those those aspects that are so ephemeral and hard to quantify in his game but it's so clear to see it in the results and you can see how he like maintains it through through a match and one of the things that he shared was that you know he's human and he does he feels all the same things that every other human feels when it comes to those high pressure moments he feels the anxiety he feels the the annoyance the frustrations he feels these things in the same way that other people do his ability isn't that he doesn't feel them he said his gift is that he is very good at um, identifying the feeling, acknowledging it, and then letting it go. And so that might take the form of, you know, an emotional outburst. Maybe he'll, you know, smash a racket or something like that, which we from the outside would look at and be like, mm, tis, 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 can't control himself. But for him, he knows that is the expression that he needs to have in that moment to release that energy. And then he's able to reset and go right back. Whereas a lot of people, they'll break the racket, they'll get frustrated, and that will only serve to make them more and more frustrated. And so that got me thinking, I was like, how do we, how do we manage that? How do we let go of those, those negative feelings, those emotions, those, those things that are inside of us in the moment so that we can focus on the thing that's calling us in, in that moment. And I have experienced this a lot over the years of coaching rock climbers and, you know, national level Olympic caliber rock climbers. And one of the things that I, I observed in those people is that the ones that are absolutely the best at the sport, they tend to have the, the most amount of poise, which is the ability to move with precision, calm, collected mindset to problem solve in the midst of anxiety and stress. They're, they're able to keep a cool, calm head. And so much of this, for me at least, really boils down to understanding that we are 
at our core, just a biological machine. Like we are, we are a brain having a biological experience. Our bodies and our mind are intricately linked. And a lot of times when we're feeling the frustration, we're feeling the stress, it, we think it's a psychological thing that needs to be managed up here. But a lot of times what I found is that it's the physical release, that the mind follows the body more often than not. And that in those situations, like with Novak breaking the racket, it's not, you have to overpower it inside your mind and say, I'm going to be fine now. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be poised. It's, it's having some physical release, some some physical manifestation. And what I call, I refer to this as state management. I'm not saying you need to have like an explosive you know, outburst of energy, but understanding what are those things that you can do to manage your state, to put you into that optimal state of consciousness so that you can perform at your best in whatever the moment is. And I've been thinking a lot about this because um, over the next three months, I have just a lot of traveling, a lot of speaking engagement. And speaking always causes me a lot of stress because I want to do the best that I can and you only really get one shot in the moment to deliver. And so you don't, you don't get to, you know, delete and re-record it or anything like that. And so there's, there's pressure there. And so I think a lot about how do I walk into it to make sure that on that day, at that moment, I've done everything that I can to prepare myself physically and mentally, but I can also do everything in my power in that moment to show up in the right state. And so state management, here's three things I just want to share with you to think about that you can manipulate when it comes to your own biology, that if you're, if you're psychologically not where you want to be in a particular moment, then you might explore these three options. Because if you can feel bad for no reason, like we all just sometimes have a bad mood, right? Like we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. If you can feel that way for absolutely no reason, then there's no reason that you can't flip that switch and feel good for no reason, right? Now, these are the these are the, the impulses, the levers that you can pull within your own biology that will allow you to do that. So number one, I think of these actually in threes. And so it's scent, sound, vision. So really thinking about our physical senses. Number one is scent. Your olfactory sense of smell is just so powerfully linked with your biology. And it's something that we don't, I think, spend a lot of time actively manipulating. We might do it to a little, uh, small degree when we, you know, we want to have a nice smell, uh, smelling house, a fresh home, and we'll light a candle and those things. But really getting intentional about linking sense with particular states of consciousness that you want to, you know, fall into at a moment's notice, I found to be really powerful. And one of the tools that I use for this is obviously candles. Um, but I also use a, a product called boom, boom, which is just, um, just a stick full of scents. And so you can have cinnamon, you could have mint and I can use these to elicit a particular state. So if I, if I need to calm down, if I'm like too elevated, my heart is racing, I can, I can smell the peppermint and that will bring down my uh, my state. If I need to uh, maybe animate, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. If I want to bring down my state, I use cinnamon. If I want to bring up my state, if I want to elevate, I use the peppermint that kind of like stimulates you a little bit more. But really thinking about how can I change my state through smell? If you're feeling down in the doldrums at this particular moment or any moment in the future, and you're like, what can I do right now to change this? Think about your smell. What could you do to, like, to um, artificially control that environment? Number two is sound. Um, I'm always astounded by how profoundly uh, music affects me. Like certain certain musics have a very strong visceral emotional reaction for me. And uh, this can be both a good thing, it can be a bad thing. If you've ever found yourself going through a breakup and you're going through a depressive episode and you find yourself listening to sad, sappy songs and you're kind of like going into that negative spiraling loop and the sad songs make you feel kind of cathartic, but they also kind of make you still feel bad. 
And then when you start to come out of that, you start to listen to happy music, upbeat, and like the, the, the ability to manipulate your, your physiological state through sound and what you're, what you're inputting into your ears, I find to be very, very powerful. So if you want to get into the zone, you know, having your own soundtrack that you associate with, I'm getting amped up now, I'm getting ready. Or if you need to calm down, having that soundtrack that helps bring you down. When I go for a run, I have a very particular soundtrack that I listen to because it gets me into like this instant state of uh, optimal being for that for that activity. So try that out too. Number three is vision. Vision, you know, it dominates for most of us what we what we perceive in the world is our primary sense, and um, we don't often think about what can I do to manipulate my my vision right now to help manage my state. But two things that I've been experimenting with, well, not too, not recently at least, but one I have been is this tool called Mendy. It's this focus trainer. I did a podcast on it recently. It's really just this headband sits on your forehead and then it measures the blood flow going to the the frontal lobe. And then you use it to train your focus with this app. But one of the things, one of the side benefits I found really interesting with it is that it's helping me visually lock in on a object. And that is causing me to go into like um, a tunnel vision type focus. And if you've if you've been with me for a while and you've listened to some other episodes where I've talked about my focus ritual, one of my focus rituals is I take a pen just like this one that I'm holding up on the video. If you're watching on YouTube, you can go to Amplified Impact and see. Just hold the pen at arm's length and then I stare at the point of it, at the very, very point of it for 30 seconds. And something very interesting starts to happen at around 30 seconds is that your mind starts to block out everything and you start to go into deep focus. And now you can take that focus and transfer it from one activity to the next. And so how can we manipulate our state with our vision? Well, you can stare at the point of a pen, you can get a tool like this Mendy, but just thinking about what could I do visually to control and manipulate my state is actually quite powerful. So these are just three things to think about. Um, I've been I've been noodling on them and experimenting with them as I go into this next, um, next streak of a couple months of, of these speaking engagements. And so I will report back and let you know. Um, I'm, I'm trying some things, but I don't want to talk about them quite yet until I've uh, got a little bit more um, data to work with. And I'll bring them to you to show you like what worked and what didn't work. So hope this brings you guys some value. I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show.